T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Wake up! Wake up! Mike Mulligan. Bears, 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 Bears. Football, football, football. You know what? I'd like to say you're wrong, Molly, but you're not wrong very often. David Hall. That was one of the best questions you've ever asked. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to get an answer just as good. Chicago Sports Talk for your morning on 670 The Score. First and foremost, as was evidently revealed on Twitter last night, Mike Clevenger is here in camp. Uh, he is currently... As you know, the subject to an open investigation up to under the terms of the collectively bargained policy. Uh, it is solely the discretion of the commissioner to discipline a player under investigation after the conclusion of an investigation. Uh, at this point, the White Sox options are the same as they have been throughout this process when Mike joined us, and that is to uh, respect the process and the investigation and let it play out that is the club's only option. Pretty disappointed we have to start off this way. I trust the process in LB, I really do. And I think there's a reason I'm sitting here in front of you today. And I'm uh, just asking everyone to wait before they rush to judgment. Start your mornings with Mully and Haw, 5.30 till 10 a.m. When I talk about winning back the trust of the fans and the face of the fans, I think ultimately that's something that only happens on the field. On 670, the score. That's your position that you did nothing wrong? That is, that is. Let's go. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Ay, 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 ay. I I mean, wow. Just um, listening to all of that yesterday at Sox Camp, uh, hearing um, the the victim uh, uh, here on the score yesterday afternoon with the with uh, Dan and and um, with Danny and Matt, um, I got to tell you, David. I mean that it's 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 interesting in a way, although it's not really interesting. It's it's chaotic. Um, it's an absolute mess and it's a shambles. But I think we've got two. We got the socks off the field and the bulls on the court, and it's like which one is worse? I yeah, mean, the, the worst one is obviously the White Sox in that story, right? But we also have to talk about the Bulls and their fifth straight loss and a blown 24-point lead. It, those are the stories that we really want to talk about. What's going on with the White Sox? They're, they're, this is uh, – Well, one is, what is sports-related. It's not a distraction. And the other one's very life and everyday related. It's, it's off the field versus on the court. And, yeah, they're both very frustrating, and that's what they have in common. That's and they're it. both very – uh, disappointing stories 
Yeah, good morning, Molly. It, it's one of those days that it, to talk about the White Sox situation, it's uncomfortable because it is so unsettling. Yeah. And you left yesterday still very unsatisfied with what you heard. Mm. We wanted clarity. I don't know that we got a ton of it. You have some of it. You know where this is headed. You know what people are, are claiming to be true. Obviously, two sides in this. And the White Sox, uh, I felt like everything about this explanation from their point of view is clinging to the technicality. Is, well, we didn't know this because we couldn't know this. We aren't in a position to act because the language doesn't allow us to do this. And you have to understand what's at stake. And everything, it's very, you know, they lawyered up. Oh, uh, they mean, lawyered up. And what you didn't hear was a anybody from the White Sox perspective sound like they were drawing a line anywhere, even no. to the point where if I were Rick Hahn and I were asked a question about whether a player I was negotiating with about to give $12 million to had withheld this information, I would have sounded madder about it. Right. I would have sounded furious that he didn't allow me in on the secret. At least to be, if I'm negotiating with you and we have a partnership that we're about to embark on and there's $12 million at stake that I'm willing to give you and you don't tell me that this is part of your life, part of your past that I am buying right now, I'm furious at you. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, the other thing is, for all that Rick said, and everything he said was accurate, right? There's really little they can do in the process. They've got to wait. they got to be – I mean, hey, has it crossed your mind that you should just cut him and walk away? You can waive a player whenever you want. Is the $12 million worth what we're looking at? Or, or are you hoping that he gets away with it, whether if, – if that's the way you want to term it, are you hoping that he's not suspended and you can – Roll them out, and you got a guy every five days in the rotation. If that wasn't part of it, as cynical as that sounds, if that wasn't part of it, we wouldn't be talking about this this morning in the terms that we have to talk about this. And, and I he mean, wouldn't be there. We can sit here and we can talk about all of the subterfuge and the rules, and, and the commissioner is the only one that will make a decision, and we are just in our hands are tied. The bottom line is, you know, you can wave a guy anytime you want. If you want it, if, if this – if you were offended enough or you were mad enough that the guy didn't reveal something, you could you could just cut him. The problem is you'd lose the twelve million. So obviously they're they're either they're either looking for a way to keep the twelve million, uh, which would happen if he is suspended by the league, or or they uh, they really think they need him, and there's nobody left on the market. And Michael Waka just signed yesterday. I mean, who? What are we supposed to do? This should be have a baseball a, decision. But but I'm it, saying it really shouldn't be a baseball decision. But is it? It is. That's there's no doubt question. about it. Yes. There's no doubt about that, Molly. If if Mike Clevenger were a non-rostered spring training invitee, one of these guys Whoop. looking for work, yeah, he'd be gone. Right. He'd be gone. I I think that we can say that. Without hesitation. So there are baseball factors that contribute to how the White Sox are viewing this. It, it, again, everything seems to be conditional. 
everything is conditional when it comes to the White Sox. I'm going to, you know, we're going to start over if this can happen, if we get this. No, you just want someone to step forward and say this is, this is unacceptable, the accusations. Here, here's what I don't understand. Yeah. One of the several things that yesterday was very unsatisfying, dissatisfying, is that when you acknowledge that your due diligence could have been better, when you acknowledge that this will force you to reexamine the way that you do background checking on potential free agents or whatever the case may be, how do you on one hand acknowledge that but then claim that there's nothing more that you could have found out? Aren't you, exa- aren't you in, in some ways when you acknowledge the fact that you need to improve the process, having some sort of admission there that you missed something? Well, Isn't that the case? But, I mean, they needed to improve the process over other things that went on, right? They, that, that should have happened long before this situation. This is merely another example. You know, well, what, oh, what, what happened with Omar Vizcal? Well, th- that, that is, well that, that's going even deeper, I think, when you talk about, I, I don't know that he was referring to the things that we could link together, establish a pattern, and ask a series of questions about. That's, that's, that's a good question. I don't know if he was referring to that or not. It'd be, it would be understandable if he were, if he were looking at the Omar Vizquel mess, which is, you know, a minor league manager that yes. was able to yeah. um, have behavior that wasn't checked early enough in the process. So it got worse, and then it got to the point where he's no longer part of the organization. But I think that when he was referring but, to that question, he was talking about free agents, players that okay. with their track what record. What about managers that got a second DUI? You just turn a blind eye to that stuff. I, I'm, and I get it. That wasn't their decision. That was Jerry's decision. It didn't matter because of his friendship with Tony. But the point is that for something like that to have snuck by is pretty awful. And, and you know, oh, we're, in a, we're talking to this guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a problem guy. Yeah, we know he's no good. But, you know, he can pitch. And maybe he has a bounce back and we could really use a little swing and miss stuff. $12 million? Okay, yeah, let's cut that deal. I mean – well, is with it, any is relationship, it as simple as that, with or that, did they go into a deep dive and they just missed it, or what? Well, we don't know, except for they have some regret today. Well, and, I, and and the thing is, is that the references that you're making are to other situations that, because of the way they turned out, it doesn't give you any kind of confidence in thinking that they did the right thing here. They don't have the benefit of the doubt. They haven't earned it. And so let's go back to October when they got rid of uh, Tony La Russa or parted company, technically, and sent him off into retirement, hired Pedro Grafol, and Rick Hahn on that day said that this offseason was going to be devoted to regaining the public's trust and the fan base's trust. He's still trying, and he's even further away now than he was on that day because of this. Uh, is... Are you not allowed to cut him because there's an ongoing investigation? But, I mean, if you signed him despite an ongoing investigation, but no one can tell you about it, now you got to keep him because there's an ongoing investigation? That's not the case. You are allowed to cut any player at any time. You can waive a guy for any reason. And, and you know, you got to pay his salary, but you're, you're, it's a one-year contract for $12 million. I think what you're talking about now is exactly that. It's how – 
how responsible are you for the money that you have signed in this contract if indeed this goes the way that it's headed? If he, you know, is suspended, if Major League Baseball intervenes, or, you know, here's the possibility as well because of the Trevor Bauer precedent, if you want to call it that, Major League Baseball doesn't find anything in the investigation worthy of a suspension or any kind of discipline, the White Sox can still move on. They can move on from him. Exactly. And wait for the conclusion of this, but they don't have – they're not stuck with having Mike Clevenger as their fifth starter if they choose not to be. We're going to have to pitch him against Houston because, you know, (laughs) there's still an investigation going on. I mean, come on, man. And you know what? Teams have been doing this for a long time. Teams have turned a blind eye to a bunch of things. It's not just the White Sox. The White Sox, to their credit, did such a poor job of due diligence that they didn't know anything about it. So they're kind of stuck. But other teams have made moves and brought in guys with questionable backgrounds. This is not the it, first time it's happened in sports. And, you know, the reality is that it's a, that it's a, uh, it's a professional dog-eat-dog. Everybody wants to win business and you're willing to say hey Deshaun Watson I mean how, there are only tw- how many how many accusers oh that's they, they did, that didn't he has prove a right anything. To, he has a right to play oh he's got he's, he's got, got a right a, to play yeah, we're gonna everybody him, is innocent until proven guilty where are the cops billion? in that one exactly where's the police report exact teams he did this all the time he's not in jail he should be on the field and the uh, Sox didn't know about it so that's their defense well, we didn't, you know, we, they wouldn't tell us because they can't tell us, so we're well, stuck with the. the and, it depends. Well, it's on, not a distraction, David. Just, no, there was no distraction no, yesterday. Not at all. No, 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 no. The guy apologized for being a distraction, but it's no distraction. And the manager said that it was. Oh no, there's no distraction. What us? Oh, we'll just. How do you make sure that he do, it doesn't become a distraction for both him and your team? I don't think it's going to be a distraction. You know, obviously, he, he spoke to the club, and, you know, we'll leave that in there in the clubhouse. But, you know, we got some veteran players here that I think, you know, will do a good job, you know, handling any distraction that can come our way. Poor, poor Pedro Grafal. Oh, my God, did this guy walk this into guy, it, huh? He walked into a situation that wow. he thought it was going to be all about, a fresh start, a new beginning, and energy and enthusiasm. And he walked into a situation that day one, there's already cynicism, and there's there's a, a belief that it. Yeah, where's this headed? There's no clarity after no, yesterday. None. No. And I, I just I don't know if I did you did you sense? I, was there outrage? No, no. There was embarrassment. I think there was embarrassment. I think I picked up on some of that. I think it's you know a difficult subject to talk about. Outrage? No. No, it is a difficult subject to talk about. And I think that's what you heard sometimes, you know, Rick Hahn, who tends to deliver his speeches, his press conferences with a degree of authority Mm -hmm. and certainly confidence. I don't think that you heard that yesterday. You heard a lot of awkward pauses. You heard a lot of long delays when he was asked about. When he was asked by Stephanie Epstein, who we will talk to from Sports Illustrated at 925, uh, a question. Here, here's the exchange between Stephanie Epstein and Rick Hahn that was very telling, I thought. With Mike for putting you in this position? Like, the agent could have told you, but the player could have told you, too, independent of whether the allegations are true. 
player could have told you he was under investigation and you could have made a decision that way. Uh, distraction now, it's because you didn't know. The question is... Are you frustrated with him for, for putting you in this position? I understand why he didn't. <laughs> well, could you tell us? Because otherwise you wouldn't have given him the money? Is that, I mean, th- but that's what he, that's why he didn't. He, he wants the money. And then. Uh, that wasn't the question, though. No. That wasn't the question, Rick. No. The question is. But, but he bought some time by the question is. Yes. Like he had no answer. He had no answer. And then he said. Because he wanted to weigh he, every word. Yes. And that's where we yes. are. And Everything has right. got to be careful. That's right. Everything is conditional. Everything is, is so frustrating because if I'm Rick Hahn. I feel like I did the day that they uh, that Jerry Reinsdorf hijacked the process and, and introduced right. Tony Larusa. I'm furious at Mike Clevenger. I'm furious at the agent. If we didn't do our due diligence and we we missed something, you still have a relationship and a rapport with somebody you're about to give twelve million dollars to, and you couldn't have given us a heads up. If somebody ran a con game on you and you lost and you got beaten badly, um, are you? Is there a begrudging respect? Well, yeah. I mean, I know why he didn't do it. Or is there just outrage? But that's those are your options. You, you know, there's no way. <laughs> what did way. you hear there? Either, either. Well, I heard a guy that didn't want to answer the question. He was bamboozled. Why do you totally think Mike Clevenger was such a rush to get the pen and sign the contract? Because he knew this was hanging over his head and he wanted to move on from it. Are you kidding? The White Sox want to sign me? Don't they? they oh, they don't know? Oh, okay. Doesn't everybody know? Well, I'm worth seventeen million. But here, give me the pen. Uh, hey, where, where? Oh boy, can you believe it? Yeah. they had to be chuckling under their breath on the way out of the office door when they signed that contract? He probably was like, "Whew, okay." Whew. Now I, I got my union yeah. in behind me now. That's it. That's MLB, it. we have the procedure and the bureaucracy to protect me now. And you know what? I, I'm going to claim my innocence until I'm blue in the face because I, I don't really recall what did anything. The, what did the White Sox say when they finally found out? They said, we asked them, we said yesterday, they would really have to thread the needle to have a, a clear explanation. It would be difficult to ask, but that's what they need to do, thread the needle. This was a pinprick. Yes. They, they, they bloodied their yes. finger here. Yeah, they this did. was not what we wanted, and certainly it wasn't what we needed to hear. And, and we have a texter who says it very well, that you know the great sigh of relief that Tony was gone is now kind of okay. Well, it wasn't just Tony. <laughs> it it does leave that impression. That, that's the this impression. is systemic. Yes, and this problems is problems run deeper. A problem with the organization that cannot get out of its own way right now. Yeah. So that is the off the field uh, frustration, and on the court last night, you got more of it if you're a Chicago sports fan because the Bulls just continue to disappoint. They blow a 24-point lead. Yeah. They did it before in that building just not that long ago. Where do you go from here? After Unbelievable. Five? Unbelievable, yeah. Chuck. Not and, always a pleasure. Always a problem. And, and, I mean, the Bears closed on Arlington Park, right? I mean, they got – now they're going to run the racetrack. What? <laughs> no, they, they've got the land. They've got 326 acres. But uh, maybe they'll come back to Soldier Field. Or maybe they've got 326 acres upon which to build the dome that we heard Justin Fields is after. They're going to build the dome. Or Justin Fields. But, hey, it doesn't matter because, according to Colin Coward, they're going to trade the quarterback anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So he won't have to worry about it. They're going to trade him to a a team with a dome stadium. 
Because that's going to be in his contract. I can only approve a trade. I only will be traded to teams that play in domes. <laughs> I, that was the good news yesterday. Yeah. The, yeah. The progress. I just say there's, there's, you know, Northwestern pulled off like one of the great, again, back-to-back victory, home win. I mean, good God. Uh, and we're sitting here talking about this stuff. I, I'm just saying this is like there are good sports stories there are good things out, out there. there. Yeah. And, and, and instead – we're going to wade through the mess of the Chicago White Sox again. And and rightfully so, sadly, but it's not a distraction. It's not, we're not, it's taking, not a distraction. We're not taking no. away from the no. Bears uh, getting something or, or, or Northwestern. Or, or the or Cubs from, reporting and oh, having the, the Cubs a good reported? Day. What? I oh, mean, yeah, the Cubs reported. What, what was, I, everybody was, Jen, had to go Jen to listen to this. Had nonsense. an entire press conference, and he wasn't even asked about a guy who was under investigation. Wow. How about that? Unbelievable. And we're going to talk to one of the nicest guys who's come through the Hallis Hall in recent years, Dave Tobe. Great coach, really good coach, and uh, and a good man. And we'll talk to Dave at 9 o'clock. Uh, looking forward to that. We only talk to Dave when he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, that's it. We <laughs> We talked to him quite a bit, so uh, that'll be a ton of fun. They had their parade in Kansas City. That looked like a yeah, lot of fun. that looked good, didn't it? I mean, and then they're and they're just you know what did Mahomes say? This is just the beginning. That's pretty cool. It it is. It does feel like it is the beginning yeah. of something. And it might be in the middle of it, but either way, it's not the end of it. Well, if you're in the middle of it, he ends his career with four Super Bowls. My goodness sakes! Five straight trips to the AFC Championship We're still- game at home. Yeah, in Chicago celebrating the one that was so many years ago, and they have two in the last four years. That yeah, they do good. feel like they're in the midst of something special. Yeah, so we got a lot for you, um, but we, we are going to pick apart the stories of the day, and you know what the story of the day is. So prepare yourself for the pick six. It's coming next. It's Mully and Han the score. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767 or you can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now. How did Rick Hahn do explaining the Mike Clevenger situation and the White Sox due diligence before signing him? Do you believe there will be repercussions from the fan base? Do the White Sox want him on their team? Is that the reason they won't just pay him to go away? I, I hope that they don't want him on their team. And I, and I wonder if they want him on their team. Um, listen, Rick Hahn did fine. I, I mean, it's a really impossible situation uh, to be in, frankly. And... Um, you know, it's it's a blunder. There's there's no way around it. This is a huge blunder, and I think that there are, um, you know, it, it's a massive distraction. There are all sorts of questions you'd like to ask the general manager, starting with, you know, hey, where are you at with the with second base, with right field, what's going on with that? But none of this is baseball related. It's all Clevenger related, and it's all a massive distraction. Um, I, I think it's, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate. There's there's definitely um, a pall that's hanging over this season now, and I don't know how you get out from under it, frankly. I don't know how long it takes Major League Baseball seven months to to still not have any resolution, and uh, you know they're they're as responsible as the White Sox are. But the White Sox, they stepped in it and they fouled up, and there's no, there's no doubt about that. And they may have seen something and believed something and thought this guy was good and all this nonsense. But it's none of it's going to matter. I don't know how you, I don't know how, even if they wanted the guy, how do you roll him out? What I mean, how would the, how will Sox fans respond if this guy's at the cell, let alone going on the road with him? So, to me, it's an awful situation. It's a bad idea if they want them, and I wish we had. Uh, I wish we had uh, this resolved, but it's going to take a while. Well, I'd agree. I wish we had this resolved. Obviously, I think everybody wishes it never had happened. Right. Um, I am surprised that Rick, Mike Clevenger, and Pedro Grafal actually answered as many questions about it 
as they did. They could have really hid behind lawyering up and hid behind the process. I mean, they, they didn't have to let they didn't have to have Mike Clevenger out there. Any David, I wanted to ask you this. Does this remind you at all like what happened back in the day with Patrick Kane? Like, did, did the Sox put Mike Clevenger out there to almost embarrass him because he embarrassed them? Is that, do you I think, think there's the anything to that? I think the difference was that Mike Clevenger wanted to speak. He wanted right. to speak? It seemed like he wanted to be heard. He said a lot more than, than I expected. And, you know, in the question, it also asks, um, do the White Sox want him on their team? Part of, unfortunately, the other reason I think he's still, they, they need him. I don't know that they want him, yeah. but they need, yeah. they need another pitcher. Yeah. They, they need, and I, I know it's not, I know it's this unsettling, yeah. but they need him. No, I, I don't agree no. with that. Yeah. And I'm not sure how well Rick Hahn uh, represented himself yesterday. It was Where's fun. Kenny Williams? Well, let's stick with Rick Hahn for now because this is his job. This is his job. If you want to say, where's Kenny Williams? Where's Jerry Reinsdorf? It's well, his team. We can go up the ladder. It's his team. David Sampson, a guy that knows the inner workings of the league, last month told us, that he was surprised Jerry Reinsdorf has not cut ties with Mike Clevenger yet. What does he know that we don't? Well, I think that yesterday was not a good day for White Sox fans. We've heard from many of them. They're fed up. I don't blame them. I don't know that I would go to the park if Mike Clevenger's on that team. I don't know that I'd go to the park unless you get a reasonable resolution to this. Yesterday might have been the start of something. Okay, fine. MLB policy means that the commissioner's office has the sole authority to level discipline here. I don't know that I heard a lot of outrage, though. I don't know that I heard a lot of anything except for everything is conditional and everything was qualified. The White Sox are clinging to technicalities. I think I want big, broad emotion. I want some. I want somebody fed up with the fact that Mike Clevenger sat in a room, signed a contract, and didn't tell me this was coming. Somebody should have let us know this was coming. you got to be mad about this if you're Rick Hahn. you got to be furious if you're Jerry Reinsdorf. And they don't need him, Dustin. They don't need a fifth starter on a 500 team. He's expendable. What's the cost of integrity? The going rate on the south side, $12 million right now. Question is. The question is, what did you make of Mike Clevenger's news conference on the first day of training camp? Are you willing to supply the patience that he asked for? Do you believe him when he maintained his innocence and claimed the truth would come to light? How about Clevenger's apology to the team for being a distraction. I don't know what else he's going to say. He's got to face the team, the elephant in the locker room, as he referred to it. I don't put a lot of stock in his denial, to be honest with you, only because this isn't somebody that has a track record of, of earning your trust. This is a guy going back to 2020 in the midst of the pandemic, lied to his Indians teammates at the time they were the Indians, and he got on a plane after exposing himself to COVID and exposed potentially every teammate to, the, to, to that as well. With a manager with serious health With the manager who was compromised. So I don't know that I'm going to rush out and say, oh, well, I, now I see it. Okay, no. There are two sides to every story. I respect that as a trained journalist. But I don't know that I put a lot of faith in what Mike Clevenger said in the way of a denial. Of course he's going to deny that. Of course he's going to want to get in front of that. He's played this right to this point because, you know what, he signed the contract and didn't tell the White Sox that this was an investigation. As for the investigation, I don't know how it gets seven months in, and we'll get into what the alleged victim said on the Parkinson Spiegel show, but how is it that we are here 
and the, it's only for the second time they have met with her on Friday, as according to the schedule. What's taking so long? Well, I'm glad that we got to hear from Mike Clevenger. I, I think he needed to face the music. Of course, he had to apologize um, to his teammates. Um, do I believe him? No, I, I don't believe him. There, there's something there. He, he's not innocent of anything. And he's being accused of, of on top of everything else, being a, a heavy drug user. Something else that he's being accused of. Um, so not a good look for everybody. Yeah, um, I uh, I struggle with this one quite a bit because, you know, a lot of people are, are kind of like, well, what if he's innocent? Well, the, the, listen, there's nothing innocent about this guy, right? I mean, he's, he's – just look at his behavior. You know, this is a morally compromised human. There's nothing wrong with that. If he was – if there was spousal abuse, uh, you know, adultery is one thing, spousal abuse or, or domestic abuse, child abuse – completely different issues and I think we all understand that but the problem you have here is that this guy this guy got here yesterday right this guy like there's no history here with this guy there's nobody beholden to take care of this guy he's part of their club because he signed a contract while knowing that there were accusations out there and all the rest of it so the idea oh I'm sorry for being a distraction now I got to answer questions about some guy I don't know who's come in here and put all of us under scrutiny for our behavior. It is it is it, a very, you know, I mean, what, the, the stuff you hear. I've had different friends like, oh, the drug stuff, you know, all those pictures. They got all those days off. Oh, those guys were all out of acid. What? What? I mean, how do you paint come with on. such a broad brush? Eh. It is insane to me, but I'm just saying – Nobody knows this guy. Nobody's beholden to him. He's not a teammate. And now he comes in with this giant albatross across his neck, and you're supposed to what? Pretend like it doesn't exist? How sorry is he when he had to have known this was going to be public the day that he signed the contract, and he signed it anyway without telling them anything about the investigation? Well, you're asking two different questions. How disturbed were you to read Olivia Feinstead's allegations against Clevenger on Instagram? Was the point brought home with her appearance on the Parkinson Spiegel show? I, I got to tell you, that was really disturbing. Olivia Feinstead's appearance with uh, uh, with Danny and Matt was, um, I mean, you know, very compelling, very disturbing. Um I believed her just based on the way they interviewed her and what she had to say. Um, I, I was, I was struggling to figure out exactly what she, what, what she had to gain. You know, she talked about you know pub, her her name being ruined and going out in public and her child. I just didn't understand. You know, we have a lot of people saying that. Uh, oh, you know, there's a lot of women accusing men of things. I. I it seemed very believable to me, um, and it was very depressing to to hear about it. And um, the, the the situation that she's in, regardless, is pretty is pretty ugly. And um, yeah, I, I uh, it, it it got my blood boiling, to be brutally honest. 
Yeah, it was a really compelling interview that was here on the score with the Parkins and Spiegel show. And when you heard the baby in the background, that also kind of emphasized things because that's really the people that you have to feel most sorry for in, in this situation is the, the, the child abuse allegations or the, the neglect or the, 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 the just, come on, these are your kids. Step up, be there. Be, you know, and throwing a chaw at your at your baby in a in a in a stroller or in a car seat i mean it's just to me again everybody has their own personal like what things bother them the most but th those are the things to me that are at the height of like absolutely positively not would want no part of this guy on my team yeah reading about the allegations on instagram was troubling enough hearing her describe them on the parkinson speakle show was riveting because here is a young woman that is coming forward first to the athletic, identifying herself, because there are, there are protocols to follow with accusers that you don't identify them without their consent. And certainly, you know, this is somebody who is willing to put her name behind these accusations. And then to go on the radio in Chicago and use that platform to describe allegations and make these kind of accusations about his behavior that is very troubling very illegal and if you're hearing this for the first time and you are a white size executive or a fan you're like what did they get themselves into and now Mike Clevenger has more to answer to than just putting his teammates in a tough spot and denying it and saying that he'll be exonerated what state of mind was he in to the point where maybe he doesn't remember some of these things that he feels like maybe he's blocked them out. I don't know what the case is, but it was good to hear from her. We'll hear from some of that interview later uh, because it's it's both sides. It was in a day that he decided to come forward and address the allegations. She was there to basically tell more to the story, and I'm glad that she did. That's a big question. That's the voice of Bruce Levine. He'll be here at 725 to talk both Cubs and White Sox. We talked yesterday about the new rules in MLB. Simple question about that. Do you believe the new rules will make the game better? Please explain your answer. I do think they'll make the game better. If better means more interesting, if better means um, you're going to have to adjust and adapt and, and get people who are, uh, you know, pitchers don't need as much time as they're taking between – between hitters, between innings, between anything. Yeah, a quicker game is a faster game. It, it's more uh, it, it's more appealing to the fans. So better is a broad term, but I think baseball is better when you have a pitch clock. Baseball is better when you have different types of uh, sh shifts and different types of deployment. This, you, everything is going to be now the adjusting to the adjustments in terms of how teams you know where they put their their fielders. You, you've got you've got three outfielders and four infielders, but you can still use them in ways that you know, that are according to your analytics and your research. The game is better because I think these are improvements designed to make it more interesting. So I think even you know it's, it's a difficult term to define, but everyone is going to be happy when the games go by. I think at a quicker rate. Yeah, I'm not even so much on the whole quicker. It doesn't have to be faster. It just has to be more entertaining. It can't be strikeout, home run, walk, 
Like that's just that, it, the ball needs to be in play more. And I think with you getting getting rid of the shift, there's going to be more balls in play. That means there's going to be more people on the bases. Part of the reason they have the bigger bases is maybe that will help guys encourage guys to steal a base every once in a while. Plus, the pitcher has limited times that he can throw over to the base. Last year, the leader in stolen bases, that number we talked about, 41. The leader in all of baseball had 41. Yeah. It used to be 30 guys had 50 or more stolen bases back in the day. So, yes, I do think that it's going to make it more interesting. If it's faster, great. That's fine, especially if it's a night game for us personally. But if it's if there's more action, I don't care if there's action for two and a half hours or three and a half hours as long as there's action. You know, faster is better in this case, okay? Because baseball, whether any of us want to admit it or not, and I don't think it's dying for us, but I think it's dying in the next generation or two are struggling to actually follow baseball. My kids, you know, my son loves baseball, loves the White Sox. It's hard to sit through three hours plus. It's just hard for them because everything is geared toward right now and fun and you're on a computer game and everything's happening. And that's how people are geared these days. And unfortunately, that the the game itself, I mean, there's nothing for me like going out in the backyard, throwing on some meat to smoke and sitting there <laughs> listening to a, a baseball game. It's one of my happiest moments of all. It's wonderful to do that, but I don't think I, I don't think a lot of people have two plus hours in them, let alone three plus hours. And it, it's going to be good to get to two thirty. It's going to be good to kind of limit the time frame because it'll bring in more fans, and that's what this is about. Look at what the NFL's doing with uh, with trying to get girls to play flag football. They're trying to create more fans. They're trying to keep their sport relevant. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. As much as anything else, it's about speeding up the game so that younger people can stay with it. And I, I know that sounds bad to say it that way, but I'm a cranky old guy. That was a great commercial, by the way. It was fantastic. I, I, that one caught my attention, unlike that dog commercial. <laughs> I'll be able to answer that question to you in about six months. What do you make of the Bears shelling out 197 mil dough for the 326-acre property that was formerly Arlington International Racecourse? Will Justin Fields get the dome he dreams of? Do you believe it will all rely on property tax limits and public subsidies, or is it a fate of compli? Was Lori Lightfoot's statement election year dribble, or can this project be stopped? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know now the Fields of Dreams is artificial surface under a dome. So Justin Fields wants to play indoors. Hopefully he'll still be here when the Arlington Heights George Hallis Dome opens. I think that will be terrific if he is. That means that things have worked out very well. And 2027, he's still the quarterback of the Bears. That's, to me, a realistic target date, right? About five seasons from now or whatever the case may be. This is progress. This is the next step. This is good news, Bears fans. You uh, can fall in love with the romantic notion of Soldier Field and how uh, much fun it is to see the skyline in the background, and you're right. But it's an outdated structure, and any sort of plea to keep the Bears in Chicago is is a political Hail Mary. So this is not going to happen. The progress is too far along. All this in the way now are bureaucratic hurdles to clear. This is... This is good news, and I think that we're on the right track. This is... 
the Bears doing what they need to do and really adapting to modern times if you're the McCaskies. They're going to own their own stadium. This is the way that you make a ton of profit, and this is the way you become a, a first-class organization again. I guess I just don't know any better, but I like when your sports teams play in the city. I understand it is a real pain in the backside to get to Soldier Field, and it's more of a pain in the backside to get out of Soldier Field after a major event. Um, but I've never experienced going to a sporting event in like a suburb instead of going in the big city. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. You've been to a Super Bowl? But they've You've all been, been to Dallas? No. The Jerry Dome? No. Say every Stadium? everything I've been to, uh, Qualcomm, been Qualcomm, Qualcomm in San Diego is a little like was outside the downtown. But I'm saying, play, uh, you know, I I was in everywhere Foxborough. I've been. It's all been I, downtown. I just I just think that's a big it, it's big time. It, it just screams big time. It's not out in the middle here. You know how the Bears can get me open? They they have all this property. I know it's not going to happen, but just put Arlington Park back where you know leave it there. Okay. I, I miss Arlington Park. Uh, I, I love that track. I, I love going there a couple uh, times a year, and I really miss that place. And I had a lot of good family memories there. I agree. Um, so I loved Arlington Park. I, it breaks my heart that Arlington Park is gone. But let me tell you something: fate accompli. The Bears have moved. Whether they haven't, whether they got more seasons in that building or not, they are moving to the suburbs. They are building this giant building. And you know, here's the thing. They want you to think that it has something to do with property tax limits and public su subsidies and we're going to need this and we're going to need that. The bottom line is, regardless of whether the state wants to give them anything or regardless of whether the local bureaucracy wants to get on board, this is now happening. It, they're going to do it. And you know, feel free to hold up the subsidies and call their bluff because it's a bluff. They are building this. They're going to put it together, and it's going up, and it's going to be spectacular. And I, I can't wait to go to the Amazon Center and watch the, the <laughs> Bears play. It's impressive how they've been able to suppress publicly their enthusiasm because exactly. you know privately they are giddy about Oh, my about God. This. They, you, you know, you, you think guys are excited after a draft when the high-five portion of the program comes in and everybody, we got the right guy. This had got – Champagne bottles. I envision Ted Phillips behind closed doors taking a bow in front of everybody that works for him. This will be a pick six. There's your ball game. How pumped are you to hear Marcus Stroman say he's pumped up to have Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner defending the middle of the Cubs infield. That sinker will be sinking this year, Stroman said. Obviously, I'm biased, but I don't see a better shortstop second base range capability-wise in the big leagues. Do you agree with that comment? So far, so good. Hey, if Stroman's <laughs> in a good mood, I think it's good for the Cubs. If he's not criticizing somebody on social media, this is good for the Cubs. Keep him in the right frame of mind. Keep him healthy. If he wants to go pitch for Puerto Rico in the WBC, just stay healthy and fresh I'm not so worried about him he's done it before and yeah he has every reason to believe that Nico Horner gold glove finalist and Dansby Swanson gold glove winner give them as good of a defense up the middle as any team in baseball this is fun to consider yes I am on team Stroh all the way I'm still a little disappointed you didn't show up to uh Cubs con I'm not a uh Huge fan of pitchers, especially playing in the World Baseball Classic. If you're watching on Twitch, David's laughing at me. What's he, this got to do with the convention? He did start 
25 games, so he was available. Through the, he wasn't somebody that was injured, so that is important. I know Bruce Levine has talked about the fact that you know pitchers that have broken down and players that have broken down miss games. Like if he was the general manager, those are the last guys he'd be wanting to play in the World Baseball Classic. I, I think this is something. The shift is a big. It's going to be a game changer, and so I really do think the Cubs were out in front of this, seeing that Nico Horner could go over to second and getting arguably the best defensive shortstop of all the shortstops that were available this past offseason. Yeah, I think that it's uh, it's a really interesting comment. The sinker is going to be sinking. In other words, he's going to he's not afraid to throw any pitches because he's got the defense behind him. That's what he's saying, and I think he does. I think this is a really good thing, and I think that. Uh, that you know, there is a chance, an outside chance, that Swanson to Marcus Stroman can be the second greatest uh, Chicago uh, infield since um, you know Aparicio Nelly Fox. I mean, that's how good these guys potentially could be. Maybe, maybe in a conversation uh, dominated by that uh, Aparicio Nelly Fox thing. When you break down all of the of the uh, the shortstop second base combinations in Chicago. Now you got me wanting to see best double play combinations in Chicago baseball history. Now I oh, want to start to Well, consider I just that. gave it to you. You gave me the first one that you Aparicio think is at the top. Fox. Who, top who? It's a tough, tough one to top. So what, but I want to know what, who fills out the top it? five. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I can top that. I don't no, think you I can't. Can. I'm, I'm just saying you can't. I mean, I, you know, Tinkers, Tinkers, Tinker and Evans. Chance. Chance was the first baseman. It's Tinkin, Tinker and Evans. Tinker, Tinker and, and Evers? And they, yeah, and that they, that was just like a nice song, okay? The, the, or whatever, a rhyme. This is something different. The, the, that Sox combination was by far the best ever. Maybe in baseball history. Mm. I mean, I'm trying to think of what, you know, I'm sure there's someone like Lou Whitaker. In baseball and, history? History Trammel of the game. to Whitaker? Maybe, maybe yeah. they're close. Yeah. But that's about it. So says Molly. I'm going to come back at you. Conversation with that over. All right. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. No, it's not. I'm coming back. I like that you, you started why it. Why don't though. you come back with a compliment over my starting it? That was a great conversation starter. Thank you, buddy. It's also the ender because we got to go. Uh, we got the extra point next. This Molly and Han the score. Fly the W. Set up this extra point. It's time for the extra point with Molly and Haw on 670 the score. Will Billy Donovan be the Bulls coach when they win their next playoff series? Boy, I want to think that the answer is yes. I'm a big Billy Donovan guy, have been for a while since he got to town. I don't think this roster has done him a lot of favors this year, but he has to at some point be part of part of the problem because there are no solutions. So answering this question is tough because when are the Bulls going to win a playoff series again? The end of this year, they're going to likely dismantle. They're going to have to start over. They're in 11th place. They are now uh, have as many victories as the Pacers, the team that beat them last night. They aren't in the mix for uh, the top four any longer. The Cavaliers have passed them. The Nets are geez, ahead of them. The Knicks have passed them. The Heat are who they are. The Hawks are by them. The Raptors, the Wizards are even ahead of them. I don't know when they're going to win a playoff series. So I'm going to say no. I, I don't think he's going to be able to finish what he started. Everyone's going to come back as they did yesterday when I talked about the possibility of him moving on and always oh, got the contract extension. It's the NBA. 
Yeah, you're trying it's, to get him. You're trying to get him hired by uh, by Loyola, right, to take over the head coach. Did I say Loyola? I thought that was Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I, I'm sorry. We I, speculated I, that he would be going back to college. Yeah. If indeed Loyola, he leaves, you 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 want to get Drew Valentine fired? No, not at all. It's Valentine's Day for it God's sake. It was on Tuesday. Ago. Today's Thursday. It's guy. the 16th. I don't think Billy Donovan will be the head coach of the Bulls the next time they win a playoff series because I think that's how far away they seem now after blowing another lead in Indianapolis and, and, and losing their fifth straight game. They can't finish at all. They cannot finish. There is no coffee. They are not closers. And there is no shot that Billy Donovan is the head coach of the Bulls the next time they win a playoff series. I think the key word is playoff series. So I don't think it counts if they somehow make it to the play-in game and win that first play-in game. That, that doesn't count as a series to me. It has to be a legitimate you know, yeah, that's a game. Oh, okay. they, they, yeah. that, that's a game. Because, but if you win that game, isn't there then a like, series? Then there's a series. Yeah. yeah. But that's still not the real playoffs. That's still like the the series to get into the right. I mean, I, I'm just saying, if anybody wants to pick up, you know, be picky about it, no. The answer is clear, fat, no. Well, I think the the answer is yes, and they're going to win the uh, play-in series, one game series uh, this year. Series is plural. Uh, I'm aware of that, but I'm calling the uh, the one game play in a you, series. You are suddenly Rick Hahn clinging to the technicality and and parsing the language as such that you can be right without being wrong. If if they're in the play in series, if they're the lower seed, they have to win two games. I think I believe if they're the that higher seed, if they're the seven for eight seed, they have to win teams, though, right? Against different teams? No, no, no. The no. same it's team. The so same if you're team. You 10 or 11, two you got to win two. Through. Yeah. Two if you're three, seven if you're, or eight, that's you have series, to win one. That's David, by your definition of the plural. Thank you, Brandon. All right. I, but if, after you accuse me of Rick Hahn, let me, just, <laughs> let, let me just say this. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the question is. Oh, that's very good. It's Molly and Hodge, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 of the score. Under the terms of the collectively bargained policy, uh, it is solely the discretion of the commissioner to discipline a player under investigation after the conclusion of an investigation. Uh, at this point, the White Sox options are the same as they have been throughout this process when Mike joined us, and that is to... Uh, respect the process and the investigation and let it play out. That is the club's only option. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. That is the voice of Rick Hahn. He spoke uh, at training camp yesterday in Glendale, Arizona. The White Sox opening up and uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, including Mike Clevenger. And, uh, and obviously that was... The story of the day, there are a lot of interesting stories connected to the White Sox. There's a lot of questions about their season and how they're going to rebound from from the disappointment of last year. But the number one question is, what are they doing with this guy? And uh, Where's and this going from here? Where does it go? How do they here? deal with this? Yeah. When will the investigation conclude? We know that Olivia Feinstead has a uh, s- scheduled meeting with – MLB's investigative team on Friday, according to what she told the Parkinson Spiegel show. Rob Manfred, as Rick Hahn pointed out, the commissioner's office maintains sole authority in terms of discipline here. And Rob Manfred, who 
Yesterday was every year they have a, yeah. a, a media day that they have all the teams gathered at the same hotel. The commissioner speaks and, is, and asks questions. So Rob Manfred was available. And Jesse Rogers from ESPN.com is the only uh, story where I saw the commissioner address this in terms of the whether he would be put on paid administrative leave uh, as the con- as the investigation continues. And Manfred said it's not automatic in terms of the decision to mm. put him on leave. It's a product of what we know based on the investigation at that point in time. When asked what he had to specifically say about the accusations, Clevenger said uncomfortable would be a good adjective for it. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything in terms of specificity. You you don't get any more clarity. You're just we are where we are, and it's going to be a little bit more time before we know whether or not the Sox are fed up or not. Yeah, I I think it is. Um, again, I think it's a pity that you go to training camp and and the only story is uh, is one about domestic abuse and why would you sign. Uh, an abuser, domestic abuse, child abuse. Uh, um, it, you know the the, um, the interview yesterday with Olivia. Uh, what I'm sorry. What is her last Feinstead. name? Feinstead. Feinstead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the interview with her included uh, allegations about. Um, well, first of all, she was on um, the the social media sites, right? She was on Instagram. She, she was on Instagram detailing it, and then and, and then she uh, I think Shane with, Reardon tracked her down, yes, and she came yeah. on and and amplified those allegations yeah. on the Park and Spiegel show. We'll hear from her at seven o'clock. But I think you're right; it's just troubling because of the the serious nature of this. But nothing else got covered yesterday. But she also talked about drug usage, and and she talked about him driving the car on LSD with the kids in the car kind of deal. And uh, I mean, I got to tell you, um, so MLB does drug testing. They do drug testings for, for PED and for um, if you're, you know, if you're doing Coke and stuff that shows up, I'm not sure that um, that acid would show up on a drug test. I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I've never taken acid. I don't know how, Difficult it would be to drive if I had done so. Um, I would imagine it would depend upon the amount. Um, but, I'm not sure what I would remember. Yeah, I, well, that's the other element. I, I, here. I don't know how how uh, vivid my memory would be. So uh, if I'm issuing yeah. denials, I don't know necessarily what I would be de- denying. That is pure speculation. But if you're including the accusation about drug usage, that's that's serious. That's as yes. serious as any accusation that, that yes. she leveled. Um, in addition to the uh, domestic abuse, emotional abuse, child abuse, and then the drug use, I, if you're Mike Clevenger, I understand why he wanted to speak, why he wanted to defend himself. There are two sides to every story, but he's not somebody that has earned the benefit of the doubt. Well, we don't know him at all. I mean, we just what we know, know of him. It's, what it's we hard know of for him, him to have. Yeah. To he say was, that he deserves he was, the benefit of the He was doubt. in Chicago when he when he broke COVID protocol yeah. and went out and then got on an airplane with his teammates, include and you know they traded him pretty quickly after that, which really was interesting because at the time he was a really good pitcher. Everyone thought he was a, you know a, a potential Cy Young winner. But the word was he wasn't worth all the hassle. Well, the, but I mean, the, his teammates obviously didn't care for him. Absolutely, that's the truth. Yeah, I and know. then in San Diego. He was linked 
and you saw his name. Yes. If you did your due diligence, and yes. I'm sure the White Sox found this out, he was linked to the Trevor Bauer investigation because that's one of his best friends. But he was also involved with the woman that eventually accused Bauer. That's where his of, name came up. Yes. So yes. that's the company he kept. And right. so when Rick Hahn alludes to loosely the immaturity issues that popped up yes. in their very casual, cursory background check. Wow. Wow. Well, how aggressive was it? I don't know. I don't know. They, I, you know, again, I, I think MLB, if you got a guy under investigation for seven months, hey, help somebody out. It, listen, we've been looking at this guy for four months. You might want to stay the, clear. That's one of the bigger flaws in this whole I agree. system when you but talk about. But it's the about, only way the system works is with absolute. Why? It gives the team a shield that they shouldn't have to use. The, the White Sox can hide behind this and say, well, this is the way that it works, and it's up to MLB to tell us what's going on. But a seven-month investigation with only the second meeting with the accuser coming up Friday, what's taking so long? Yeah, I, I listen, 312-644-6767. I've had enough of this guy, and I I don't even know if they'll ever pitch for the White Sox, but it's I, I've learned more than enough about the guy already, in my opinion. Mike's in Plano. Hey, Mike. Mike. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Uh, hey. hey, guys. You know, I'm glad I listened to uh, his accuser, Olivia, speak yesterday mm-hmm. because she came off as somebody who was uh, very confident and well-spoken in what she was saying, and she came off as somebody who did not have any ill intentions whatsoever. And when I listened to Cle- Clevenger speak yesterday, he came off as somebody who sounded very arrogant and dismissive. He really bothered me when he uh, told the press that he wasn't going to take questions on this anymore, that he was only going to talk about his pitching mechanics. There was, he knew there was nobody there that was going to ask him about his pitching mechanics. And when someone asked him about uh, why he didn't notify Rick Hahn of the uh, investigation, he said it's because he thought it was over by then. Who would be under investigation by MLB and just assume it would be over? I would want to be notified first. He, and he does have a, a similar personality uh, attributes to Trevor Bauer in that. They both uh, have this sense of entitlement. They act like uh, everything negative that happens to them is always somebody else's fault. And they act like playing in the MLB is like a right and not an honor and a privilege. And one last thing, guys, is um, the White Sox, um, when they uh, traded for Lance Lynn a couple of years ago, they had a press conference. When they uh, signed Ben and Penny this year, they had a press conference, and these guys had media rounds. They got to talk to you guys and your colleagues at the station. When they signed Clevenger last November, there was no press conference. He didn't go do media rounds. I think he talked to Garfine's podcast, but Garfine's a White Sox guy, so that just tells me that the White Sox really didn't want this guy talking, that they kind of wanted to keep this guy under wraps and hopefully nothing I, bad came out. You know, Mike, it's an interesting point, but Thanks, I, I, my reaction was they didn't think he was big enough to, to you know, move him around town. Yeah. He was a guy that, had, you know, was kind of coming off an injury and, and still uncertain of what you were getting out of is a one-year deal. As it turns out, they opted against having a press conference and chose a deposition. <sighs> wow. Wow. There you go. See? <laughs> That's good stuff. It, his frustration is understandable. We're hearing from a lot of Sox fans, Molly. And, and this is a broader question, and it's certainly not as significant or serious as 
what we're dealing with in terms of the, the nature of these allegations. But what if the White Sox have this guy in uniform, regardless oh. of what happens now, the way that people have reacted to this early on, what's happening to the fan base? Do people going to stop showing up? Well, I got to tell you, I, I have heard from a lot of people who say things along the lines of, I'm done giving money to the White I, Sox over this. I, I think that is a bigger issue for the White Sox to be aware of than anything else. And I'm sure they're hearing from fans. I'm sure they're, they've, they've had some cancellations, et cetera, of season tickets because people are miffed. The, the trip between anger and apathy is a quick one. That's right. And you can see that happening now because of, again, you go back to October. Rick Hahn was going to rebuild the faith in the fans and regain that trust. And something like this shatters it. It's rough. It's a real bad one, no doubt about it. All right. Um, 312-644-6767. We're going to uh, to play you some of the uh, of the interview yesterday. We'll hear from Mike Clevenger yeah. because he had his say, and then we will hear from his accuser, Olivia Feinstead, because that was a riveting interview on the Parkinson Spiegel Show, and we'll get to all of it next. Molly and Hall on the score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.